for the most entertaining talk anywhere. Stay tuned to LA Talk Radio, your real talk station, your real 24 hours of commercial free programming. Hey kids, this is Mark Ellis from Schmoesno.com, and you're listening to Sean on the Green Room. Like a homeless man trying to change his life. We do it so fresh. And we do what the fuck we want to do. The Green Room is brought to you today by Amazon. Log on to SeanTGreen.com and click the Amazon link to support the Green Room today. And now, live from Sherman Oaks, California, the host of the Green Room, Sean Green. All right, everyone, welcome to the Green Room. We're doing it live here on LATalkRadio.com. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Feel free to give us a call at any point in the program, and that call-in number is 323-203-0815. And I like to call that the LegalZoom self-help hotline because not only are we sponsored by the corporate giant Amazon.com, we're also being brought to you today by LegalZoom.com. LegalZoom, the online leader in legal documents. You can sign on there, create legally binding Documents in minutes, and besides saving 85% off of what you would normally pay one of those fat cat high-priced attorneys, you're gonna you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna get those great savings, and you're also gonna get the additional green room discount by earning green in the checkout code. I'd like to welcome my left-hand man, Logan, Left Eye Lopez. No, I'm kidding. Left Eye <laughs> Lystico. Logan, thanks for being on the show. Cheers. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Logan, come on, man. <laughs> Cheers. Yeah, I don't know. You gotta go subtle this time or subtle? whatever. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> what did you get self conscious because we got a guest in studio? You wanted to you didn't want to go outlandish. Logan, you're known Kinda. for your outlandish sayings. Well I'm a big fan of Nick Rutherford and Alright, well nervous. funny you should say that. I'd like to welcome onto the show. Actor comedian. You know him from the Good Neighbor Sketch Group and you also know him from his uh, various appearances on the green room itself. Give it up for Nick Rutherford. Nick, thanks for being on. Hey, happy to be here, Sean and Logan. Thanks for having me. No problem, man. Yeah. Appreciate it. No problem. You're looking good? Thanks. Yeah, I got a haircut recently. I probably look a little thinner. Went on a three-day juice fast recently. Now, I, okay. Yeah, let's get into this right away. Three-day juice. I have juice. noticed your uh, buttoned, <laughs> your unbuttoned shirt ratio. Yeah, that's, uh, each fast, I, I unbutton <laughs> one more button. Okay. Now, for people in the middle of the country or people on the East Coast, it, people not, not kind of aware of the fasting lifestyle out here in Southern California, explain what a juice fast is and why did you, Nick Rutherford, go on a juice fast? Well, a juice fast is you don't eat any solid food. You just drink vegetable and fruit juices for three days. And you got to juice it yourself. You juice it all day long and you just, you just juice. You just drink juice and that's it. I did it because I treat my body like it's just like it's in some sort of interrogation room. <laughs> Like so I you like to water? To death you're you're waterboarding your liver. Yeah, exactly. So I'm trying to, you know, three days of acting all right hopefully makes up for a lifetime of being a shithead to my body. So I do it to detox, and uh, you know, I'll go th- on like benders, and then I feel like I need to take a break. <laughs> also, so you, can, go on, you go on benders of booze and alcohol and, yeah, and cigarettes, just, yeah. and then you you like to you like to balance it out with a bender of juice. Right. Then it just shock my body one way or the other. There's <laughs> right. no easy transitions. You know? How's it's that just working? Making out? it worse. It's like I don't know. I feel like I'm dying, man. <laughs> It's okay. I, I I broke last well, you don't, night. You don't look fat. I mean, you're not a no, fat guy at all. It's never it's never a fat thing. I think a lot of people assume that like, these fasts are all about losing weight, and I think a lot of chicks do it because you can like drop a few pounds pretty quickly. But for me, it's like if I'm juicing, then that means I'm not going out. I know it's. You just you got you gotta admit you sound kind of queer saying, "Oh, guys, sorry, stayed in tonight. I'm juicing." Yeah, yeah. That's why I don't talk about <laughs> yeah. it too much. Just only on nationally broadcasted uh, syndicated shows. radio shows. Yeah, exactly. But no, I understand. I just it keeps me it keeps me in. Like I'm not drinking. Like it's easier not to smoke. It gives me an excuse to like just stay home and you know. And I save a lot of money too. Like it's a it's it's a win win all all around. Really, it is. I haven't shit in three days though. Wow. Now that yeah. seems like a downside. I mean, that's isn't that part of uh, cleansing your palate, getting rid of the toxins? I think yeah. so. I think there's some sort of like laxative phase that I skipped. But it's three days. It's not too late. <laughs> like those guys in Survivor didn't poop for like 30 days. You know? Yeah, they seem all right. Yeah, they're doing great. Yeah, they I got think... careers now. You know. Exactly. They'll get. You know, they got some agents. They're getting hosting work. <laughs> yeah, but it's funny. I uh, I didn't uh, didn't you know I wasn't gonna drink three days in last night. Uh, my roommate uh, Beck Bennett. Uh, he goes. Uh, some girl calls. We're supposed to go to this like party thing. 
Some See, that's, called, that's where they get you, the chicks. Oh, yeah, they destroy everything. And, he, and he's <laughs> like, oh, he's like, just come over here. Oh, you're with a friend? And I'm like, invite him over. So they both come. Immediately, we just flash clean the entire house. And then as soon as they get there, we're taking shots and having drinks. So that broke the fast, like, immediately. Okay, so your juice fast juice, included how many shots? Uh, la- well, it included a shot of uh, two shots of Jameson, a shot of whiskey. <laughs> A so when I and call juice. and say, whiskey and juice though, see that counts. <laughs> it's still all liquid diet. Whiskey and juice? That sounds disgusting. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you had to. We didn't have a lot to work with at the house. Okay, makes, makes sense. I've been there. Yeah. I was at a, uh, I was at the Improv Olympics Sunday night. I did the the stand up show there, Top News. Oh, how'd that go? It went, it went good. Yeah. And uh, I'm sitting there at the bar, hanging out, watching the Patriots cover, and I'm enjoying myself. I bet eighteen dollars on, because that's what I had left in my account. So I threw eighteen whole dollars on the Patriots, and I'm enjoying that. I'm just hanging out, and these these two girls are there, and one of the girls orders a salty dog, and I'd never heard of that. And she orders it, and the bartender looks at her, and she's like, uh, I don't really know what that is. She explains it's a greyhound with salt around the rim. Oh, God, that's disgusting. Yeah, it sounded really gross. She orders it, and then she's like, oh, can you put some grapefruit in it? And maybe some cranberry, and then more grapefruit, and she kept going back and forth. Then she finally takes a swig of it, and, oh, this isn't what I want. And the bartender's like, oh, I can make you something else. She's going to throw the drink out, like, to pour it out. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> What the hell do you think you're doing? Like, to the point that I scared this woman. She's like, really? You want this? I was like, hell yeah, I want this. <laughs> and then the, her friends was like, how is it? I was like, disgusting. They're like, yeah. why do you keep drinking it? Because they charge you $9 for a drink in Hollywood. <laughs> you think I'm just going to let that get flushed down the toilet? No, yeah, that's seriously. sacrilegious. I'm, I'm surprised they just gave it to you. Like, a lot of places, I think, would charge you for it. Right. Well, yeah. I think it was – I caught her red-handed, a, literally about right, to right. pour it out into the trash can, which, I don't know, you know, you know, chicks, they don't understand. I, I get this <laughs> at Starbucks all the time. When you go to Starbucks, after you get a cup of coffee, the last thing they ask you is, should I leave room for cream? And you either say yes if you're going to add cream or no if you're not going to add cream. Meanwhile – if you sit next to the trash can and you're sitting there hanging out doing some writing and you see everyone orders it all the way filled up and then they come, they just pour the steaming hot coffee into the trash can. It's a plastic bag of a trash can and then you see these poor Starbucks employees lugging out these garbage bags. Yeah, it's got to be 60 pounds of hot coffee right. leaking everywhere. Ugh. People, they just don't understand. They just don't give a shit. That's, they don't give a shit. That's a problem in this country. Wasteful. Now... Speaking of a uh, a real issue that's uh, sweeping the nation, guys, and I think I know, I think I think it's uh, I think everyone's thinking about it. Logan, what are you thinking about right now? The biggest I'm issue facing. I'm thinking you're her. thinking what I'm thinking. You know what I'm thinking? Oh yeah. I think I know what you guys are thinking. Oh yeah. Four loco guys, it's yeah. here and it's not going anywhere. I <laughs> know. Well, I guess not if the uh, if the FDA has anything about it. This is just like, you know you've really hit a niche as a product when people are just putting out free rap songs about your product. I th- it's it's weird. Four Loco is sweeping the nation only because it's poisoning people. Like, that's the first I ever heard of it. Oh, my God, all these kids are getting sick off Four Loco. My first instinct was, oh, man, those kids are pussies. I want to try it. Yeah, that's that's exactly <laughs> it. During my fast, I heard that they were going to ban it. I drove around trying to find as many as and I you, could. And uh, you got some Four Loco in the studio. I did. I got one right here. It's a watermelon flavor, which my friend told me is the worst flavor, as if there's some sort of scholar <laughs> in it. Yeah, let me open it in front all of right. me. Four loco oh, is open. Nice. Letting the loco out. For Logan. It's weird. When you look That's online, nice. we're going uh, for loco for Logan in November. Yeah. Here's the thing. When you go online, every every different website has a different a different like version as far as like, oh, it's like nine beers and two shots of espresso. Oh, it's like six glasses of wine and, <laughs> and three cups of coffee. There, there doesn't seem to be any sort of... Dude, it tastes like cough syrup mixed with beer... Mixed with an energy drink. That tastes like that drink that you had on Sunday night. Oh, my God. That's really... This tastes mind-bogglingly disgusting. Man, I still have to chug that fucking Sparks at the party. (laughs) Went on. Because I lost the... uh, Speaking speaking of binge drinking, we had our our 40s bet for the National League and American League Division Championship Series. I lost because I had the Phillies. My roommate Ryan lost. He had the Yankees, so we both had to chug 40s. You can uh, find that video on SeanTGreen.com. Click on the Johnny Pemberton episode. You can find a link there of us chugging the video or chugging the 40s, being real men. And then we uh, we kept the bet alive going into the World Series where Logan once again had the Texas Rangers. They fell to the San Francisco Giants, one of yeah. uh, one of Cornell's teams. 
And uh, so, Logan, you have to chug a Sparks. Are you worried about being forced to chug malt liquor? I was not and energy until drink? I just now tasted that drink. <laughs> well, this is if supposedly... anything like that. Four Loco is supposedly double that of Sparks. Sparks is still kind of similar, I think, as far as alcohol content. Like, it's right up there, you know, I think 6%. Yeah, it's like where... 6, 8% is for the black Sparks, you know, and that's, right. that's the heavy one. This is 12%. This is the real man this Sparks. Is a, and it's 24 ounces, too. So this is about... Nine beers, and apparently I heard five cups of coffee. Okay. So. Whoa. So let's and, chug it, man. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Yikes. Oh, it's just, it's actually really, really bad. It, it doesn't, yeah, I thought it I would be. I can't stop drinking it. I though. thought it would I be much I'm a sweeter. tipsy right now. I just took a sip. Uh-oh, Logan. Logan, <laughs> keep, Well, it's like taking nine sips. Keep <laughs> Exactly. It's like a dog. Have you seen, there's a website called Four Loco Stories or something like that, and everybody posts these stories on and obviously some of them are fake, but the fake ones are the best. Like, I drank three Four Locos, I woke up in a cop car af- after having gotten my sister pregnant, and my dick was cut off and taped to my forehead. <laughs> They're, like, ridiculous, and everybody's like, oh, thumbs up, Four Loco. This is, of course, uh, the FDA's... That's cool, though. A little spot for people to be creative. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, some... some a, a, Logan, a Logan is just the eternal optimist. Most people are like, oh, my God, Four Loco. It leads to DUI. Kids are, like, killing themselves. And then Logan's like, oh, cool, a, a place for people to go online and be creative. <laughs> oh, <laughs> That's well. the whole goddamn internet, Logan. You, you, it's people, all for a good purpose. You're it's... worried people don't have enough outlets between Twitter, Facebook, YouTube... Any creating websites, blogs, whatever you're. Yeah, it's oh, way more no, fun th- to write a story about some crazy imaginary night. Yeah, that's for storytellers. That that website. Well, Logan, maybe you can uh, instead it? of a haiku, why don't you work on a four loco story for the end of the show? Start uh, right. start chugging <laughs> that four loco, and uh, we'll we'll check back to you at the end of the program. Oh man, I so, hope he just throws himself through that window back. <laughs> Logan's gonna get in a barroom fight with himself. I have to say, uh, there's the uh, the fish smell one. outside of the studio is is more potent than ever. Really? I don't know. Yeah, there's a real nasty fish smell right outside in the street. Okay. It's uh. <laughs> yeah. Just well, there's if some, you could talk to somebody like about it for me. There's some transients right. out there. Yeah, could be that. Could be that. <laughs> you could not mention that, but all right. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's a beautiful I, I, studio. Yeah. There's not there's no fish in here. Don't get me wrong, right. listeners. Okay. So let's see. We're here. We got a um. Course, uh, Michael Vick. Big game on Monday night. I know you're not a huge sports fan, Nick, but a part of being a sports fan is yeah, you feel great when your team wins. It's awesome. It's great. You feel alive. You're you really enjoy. It. But part about enjoying, you know, enjoying sports and celebrating is also the misery of others. Like, hey, it's good for me that they won, but it's more fun to kind of just hear people get really sad and freak out about their teams. This is um, host. Chad Dukes on a uh, DC Sports talk show, and he's talking about the Redskins' loss to the Eagles, and he's essentially losing his mind on air. Sit here and listen to you apologize and say it's just one game. It's not just one game. It's 28 points in the first quarter against the Eagles with your season on the line, with Mike Shanahan with a $70 million contract in place being talked about Monday Night Football. How dare you? You're an embarrassment. You embarrass the nation's capital. <laughs> oh, man. I, he can't He can't make this more important. It's so great. The most powerful city in the world. You spit in our face last night. You spit. It's all in it. Having Albert Hainsworth do the worm on the field, and, and they've got it on, on video. It's on the was DC the Sports Blog. He's doing the worm, LeVar. It looked like he was just dead. <laughs> of course, they're talking about a play where the guy got knocked down, and they're already down. I think you know 28 points, and he kind of just refused to get up. He was he wasn't doing the worm in his defense. He wasn't really making a move to get up or make a play. But Andre Carter's out there busting his ass trying to run down Mike Vick, and I watched Albert Ainsworth rolling around on the floor. <laughs> and you brought that man here. You brought him here because you don't know what you're doing. Gave him a little money too. <laughs> The other the other radio host is great. Like he's just slowly stoking the fire. Like, oh yeah. So how do you think about you that? You kill me. You make me sick. Mm. You picked them to win. We knew you were a homer. That way. You deserve better than to sit in the rain at five hundred dollars a ticket, and they're telling you they sold out for twelve years in a row when you know they haven't. When they're charging you thirty dollars to park a mile away. <laughs> When it's $100 for a jersey and $10 for a beer and no one shows up. Nobody. 
Get him, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. Get him. Get him, Get Chad. Him. That guy sounds like a soundboard of you somebody else. You suck, Dan Snyder. Yeah, he do, it you doesn't really sound like a Mike real person. Shanahan, and you suck, Washington Redskins, and you sucked for over a decade, and you embarrassed us last night. Get him. <laughs> How am I supposed to look at people in the eye? How do you, you look at anyone in the eye? <laughs> You can't. Not you can't. Fans, you can't. He comes home, his, his wife and kids are like, so how'd the game go, Dad? I can't look at you! I'm ashamed! Everybody out! Oh, man, it, this is a 12-minute rant cut down. The guy starts off with like, almost like a Bruce Springsteen song. He just starts off, hey, can I just have a minute here? My grandfather grew up fishing on the docks in Maryland. And you know what? He loved one thing. No, I love two things. Catching fish, paying his union dues, and watching the Redskins on the television set. And you took that away from him! And then he's getting into this really weird personal thing. My dad and my grandfather, we don't talk a lot. We don't have a lot in common, and we don't really have anything else to bond on except the Washington Redskins. <laughs> People are just, wow, that's not really relevant necessarily to the rant. Cat. Get him. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I don't. I, I, if it's, if it's, I'm wearing it on my sleeve today because I, I'm listening to all of it today. And I'm listening to all the snarky. And enough with the snarky crap on the blogs. Each Redskins blog trying to be. People getting mad about technology and Twitter is just. <laughs> oh, this is my favorite part of it. Snarkier and funnier than the rest and make up their one liner that'll get retweeted. Screw you! I live this! <laughs> Oh, man, that's so great. Screw you! I live this! He's just a radio DJ, right? Just a sports DJ? Not just just a sports DJ. This is his life. This is his life. Okay. But he, okay. But he's a, just a huge Redskins fan. Yeah. He's, quite, he's not going to turn away from the Redskins now, though. Like, no, right, he can't. You're, you're in too deep. Right. And as much as I make fun of him and enjoy this, it's only because I'm an Eagles fan and I have the similar level of passion. I've I've freaked out, on in not necessarily on the show. I mean, it's not, you know, it's not traditionally a sports talk show. You talk a little sports in here. But, yeah, I've... <laughs> you don't have to defend it, Chad. I've, lo- I've lost it. I've broken chairs. I've thrown stuff. I-, I see where the guy's coming from. I think that's why I'm laughing so hard is you-, you just relate to, okay, this is my week. This is what I'm kind of leading up to. And it's just this complete helplessness. Like, you've bought into, okay... 3,000 miles away from me, 22 guys are getting together with an inflated piece of pigskin, and it means the world to you, and you can't you can't undo that. You can't go, oh, hey, that that's not a big deal. You know, people complain, oh, my dad, my dad was a drinker. It's a hereditary condition. He passed it on. I saw him drink all the time. Now I drink. But it's the same thing with sports. Like, you buy into just this idea that if the Eagles don't win or if the Skins don't win, whoever your team is, oh, then I'm, I'm a piece of crap. I don't deserve – I know what it's like to wake up and have low self-esteem because Bubby Brister of the Philadelphia Eagles in 93 doesn't know how to throw a football. That's how my roommate is. If the, uh, if the Chargers lose, it's like he has his period for three days. <laughs> he just becomes a total shithead. He doesn't wake up. He sleeps on the couch all day. My buddy actually uh, went to – he's a huge Bengals fan – a huge Bengals fan. Been like you know, like some people they pick a team as a kid, like just right. randomly. He's from like he's from California. He just chose like, oh, I'll be a fan of the Cincinnati Bengals, and that was it. And they're terrible, classically terrible, right? So he saw them play at the Charger Stadium, San Diego. They were down, and at the halftime or maybe the third quarter, he went home drunk. He like walked home, took a cab, drunk. Did Wait, how my old first. is he? He's uh probably my age, like his oh, mid- okay, but mid- he was getting 20. into a team. This is like later on. Oh yeah, no, life. he's just been a lifetime Bengals Bengals fan, lifetime Bengals fan. Oh, okay, so this okay. is like very recently. He has had a game. They were doing really terribly. He left the game early, ditched all of our friends, jumped in a cab, went home. My friends came home to find him on his porch with all of his Bengals gear on his porch, piled in a, in a, in a p- big, huge bonfire. He was burning all of his Bengals shit. Like, he, th- while the game was still happening, they, like, went home to make sure he was okay. He gave up hope with a quarter left, went home, and just burned all of his Bengals shit. Like, probably five, $600 worth of Bengals jerseys and football. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. He still loves the Bengals. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can't, you can't get out of that. No. You can't just no, – no. you can't have that much passion for something and then decide, oh, okay, now I don't – now I don't care anymore. I hope there's like a, sh- I don't know. I hope there's like a burnt, like shredded jersey hanging on his. That wall would just now. been so awesome yeah. if they came back during the game and then, you know, he still wears the charred yeah, jersey. Exactly. Like, this was the game, man. <laughs> this was it. There was carrying a melted football. They have this, uh, the show on, um, I think Showtime or Cinemax inside the NFL, and they do uh, 
do little tours and vignettes on different stadiums, different clubs. One of the teams they did they highlighted was the Buffalo Bills. And one of the guys, this, there was like a wacky fan who always drives the same crappy gremlin, and he's got a, a a real toilet that he uses for a cooler, and you know this weird cabinet drawer that he barbecues out of. Essentially, a hoarder who's into tailgating. Right. And I remember he pulled out. He goes, "This is the bag of chips from when the Buffalo Bills came back against the Houston Oilers. This was in 1994, and he eats. A, he calls them victory chips. He eats a little bit of a chip <laughs> from 1994 every time before the game. And wow. it's just weird because it's associated with sports. You're like, oh man, that guy's a real character. Instead of this guy is suffering a serious mental illness. Right, he's a sociopath." Right. If, if hoarders, if all they were doing was piling up jerseys <laughs> right. and different memorabilia, you go, man, what a fan. What a collector. <laughs> exactly. Those are investments. Well, you're talking about uh, Bengals, the Bengals, the Cincinnati Bengals, and one of the all-time greats of the Cincinnati Bengals is, of course, Chris, and Chris Collinsworth. He's, uh, of course, also, of course. He's also uh, one of the announcers now. He's a uh, big-time announcer for NBC. And this, uh, I forget which, my buddy Matt Sullivan sent me this clip. I forget which uh, sports blog it was on, but this is uh, a reporter interviewing Chris Collinsworth. This is like Chris Collinsworth, I think he's got to be 22, 23, early 20s. And he's talking to a reporter about, you know, what it's like to be a professional athlete. So, Chris, why do you think those girls really like you? I think probably because of the money. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, God bless Chris hey. Collinsworth for seeing through it yeah, so early it. on. Not even that he's really good at sports or that he's famous. He's like, eh, probably the money. You know, and I'm not going to deny it. I walk around with $100 bills hanging out of my pockets usually. And <laughs> that's such a, yeah, that's such a great move. Usually. <laughs> try and give it my best shot because before I ever made any money, it was pretty much a uh, big nothings bill. <laughs> I like girls that aren't too bright because you can trick them a little bit. The punk rockers all love me. That's, those are my big girls. And, uh, high school girls love me. This guy what is, is that? Where did that come from? This guy's 22 years old talking about how high school girls love him. Just it was in case so you missed that. unprovoked and had nothing to do with Those are my big girls. And, uh, high school girls love me. 14 to 18. I'm a big. <laughs> Whoa. I love how he yeah. just specifies. Okay, just so we're clear, 14 <laughs> to 18. There's only a small percent chance that I'm not committing statutory rape. Start with them. As soon as they, you know, as soon as they mature, after about 18 years old, they start figuring out that, wait a minute, I know there's better than that out there. <laughs> I just love that idea of, oh, hey, once they're 18, and once they start figuring stuff out, that's it. I'm done. You know, the fact that he's so straightforward and matter-of-fact about it, like, you can't fault the guy, you know? He could say, I only date 15-year-olds, and I know that's wrong, but uh, the way he said, like, he's not... And just listen to, the, listen to the up-tempo music going behind I it. I I'm, feel like I could say anything with this music in the background. <laughs> no, like, uh... So, you know, I'm just into dating kids, young kids, and that that's all I'm into, you know, and I, I leave $100 bills out, I drive a van with uh, candy around, you know how it goes. Once they get, uh, you know, 13 years old, their parents tell them about strangers. Well, that's pretty much it for me. I'm so excited. Hey, no problem, Sean, this sounds great. Hey, good luck out there on the field, man, okay? Good luck on the mic. I was just asking you your favorite part of football, but okay. Okay, fine, you got it out of me, 14, okay, mostly 14, all right, okay, yeah, like, 14, you know, like, okay, a couple 12-year-olds here and there, a couple 12-year-olds. It's not like he... Do you like making money? Uh, yeah, I date 14, 18-year-olds. <laughs> yeah, what? Um, it's okay. so unprovoked and so oddly specific, like, he didn't, they, she didn't ask, oh, wow, how young, or is there an age range? High school women? girls, what do you mean? <laughs> exactly. You know. And he gets there totally himself, he starts talking about girls, and he talks <laughs> yeah. about dumb girls, and he's like, well, the dumbest are 14 and 18, and it's like, wow. Yeah, let's see, let's hear how it starts off again. So, Chris, why do you think those girls really like you? <laughs> it's like, he, he has so many outs, except, he doesn't, all he needs to do is explain why girls like him, the money stuff, okay, that's fun. And then he, like, goes, just digs himself place. into such a, such a weird hole. And that's a long song, so he's got a lot of time there to kill. Yes. Yeah, plenty of time. <laughs> I'm they... so excited, dude. <laughs> Man, this guy's all right. I mean, the up-tempo music couldn't lead me astray. How great, though, to be so successful and so rich that you can just tell the world, hey, I, I, I fuck stupid girls, and that's all I want to do, and they're stupid, and when they realize it, I stop fucking them, and it doesn't affect his game at all. Right, like, yeah. Nobody's well, going to care. the cycle continues. Yeah. I think it just makes us realize how awesome the 70s was. Yeah.
Different time, guys. Completely oh, different, different time. time. Well, speaking of uh, young women, and uh, of course, you know, this this girl. Nick, you sent me this clip. Describe exactly who Cecilia Cassini is for those of us out there who don't know, uh, not aware of the youngest fashion designer. Cecilia Cassini is a very, very talented fashion designer. Um, started Got a sewing machine when she was six years old. Taught herself how to sew, basically. Right. Uh, fired her sewing teacher because she was stupid. And has turned into a 10-year-old uh, just <laughs> super flaming cunt. I think I think it it's just so biz- – it's one of the – I'm I'm am fired up here because I think you re- <laughs> this is a ten year old Paris Hilton. Listen to how she it talks in that kind of like girly girl voice, but it's almost like she's doing an imitation of a twenty five year old doing an imitation of a girl voice. It it's is very really it's, bizarre. It's chilling. You are the youngest fashion designer in the country, is what I hear. Yes, I am the youngest. <laughs> yeah. And you got your first sewing machine at age six. Yes, I did get my first sewing machine at age six after begging for like a year. Oh my god. After the moment that you had the oh. epiphany that you wanted to be a fashion designer. Like this girl has any idea what the word epiphany means. Yeah, I do. That was like the moment when I was tying ponytail holders in the back of my dresses to make them fit. And I was just like, wait a second. <laughs> oh, this, Amazing. This girl, that chick is going to be such a bitch when she goes oh, She's up. such like, a character. She's going to be. Wouldn't it be like amazing <laughs> if I had a sewing machine to sew and make them actually fit me properly? So then I just asked for a sewing machine for my sixth birthday. So have you been taking sewing classes, or did you kind of teach yourself? This is great. Yeah, you got to respect your elders, right? Of course, if you want to learn the trade, right? Now, this is so bizarre. I feel like this this is on some sort of red carpet, and it seems to me that this woman has done a pre-interview. Imagine being a, a reporter. You're doing a red carpet interview, and you're, you're going over the biography of this 10-year-old fashion designer. Um, well, I took, like, three sewing classes, but then I really didn't like my teacher because she was, like, rude. <laughs> oh, wow. Because she was, like, rude. Like, she told me that some fabrics didn't match when I thought that they did. <laughs> and so I didn't go to her anymore. So then I basically just taught myself. So what do you like designing the most? Dresses? I love designing dresses because they're so, like, amazing, like, Every little girl should have a dress. Like, <laughs> then I don't think they need pants, like a dress. See, I agree oh, with her there. God. Yeah, I Nick. think she has a good point, actually. Yeah, she's definitely onto something. Now, Nick, as a sociologist, what is going wrong? Why are we raising kids like this? Is it just the parents? Is it just her mom or her? Is it just her set of parents that go, hey, this is how you should be? Like, this is that. Is she just mimicking? Her mom's diction? Where does she come up with that? I don't know. Kind of- I, I saw another interview with her mom, and her mom like was kind of like a Jersey house housewife, you know, but not nearly. I thought her mom would just be that times ten, you know, and she was not that bad. I don't know where that fucking come from. Like, is it just you watch the worst TV? You grow up watching, you know, America's Top Model and and Project Runway and Jersey Shore all mixed together, and they mix in your baby brain, and then you come out like this hellspawn little brat. Also, that being said, like I'm not, I couldn't see the the uh, video. Watching the video was really like grosses me out. Hearing just hearing her voice, I was kind of turned on. <laughs> so uh, maybe I shouldn't be commenting on. Right this. now, now some someone with the podcast 20 years from now are gonna look at this uh, successful actor Nick Rutherford. Right. Did you hear what this? Did you hear this comedy? Said they're gonna be breaking it down. I mean, yeah, they bring on the clip, and of course they're gonna make fun of this, uh, you know, young kid's weird voice, as of course you would. And they then, ask him to comment and, and from a sociological way why why she's this way. He doesn't have to go there. He doesn't have to tell us that he's attracted to this 10-year-old girl, but but he does. <laughs> from a sociological perspective, that chick gives me a boner. Well, the good good thing is we can blame everything on Four Loco tonight. We could say whatever right. we want. Getting loose with Four Loco Getting in the loose. studio. Just a reminder, guys, a, uh, this is from the FDA. Oh, here we go. This is the FDA, of course. FDA has found reason for concern that a number of caffeinated alcoholic beverage products do not meet the legal standard for safety. Wow. In case you didn't hear, this is... How unspecific could that possibly (laughs) be? This is Fusion Project's response, the makers of Four Loco. Quote, we have repeatedly contended and still believe, as do many throughout the country, that the combination of alcohol and caffeine is safe. 
If it were unsafe, popular drinks like rum and colas or Irish coffees would face the same scrutiny that our products recently faced. Irish coffees are not popular. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> that's pretty. Yeah, that's it's a not a problem because they're not popular, and you have to order them, and someone has to make it. Well, well rum and colas, I would say, are pretty popular. Well, you don't order like a jug of rum and coke or Jack and Coke that's right. condensed oh, into a 24 ounce can. That's a lot can. less caffeine too. I, yeah. yeah, I think the problem is the insane concentrate. It's not that you know, in a, in an Irish coffee, there's one shot of whiskey, and then you have the rest of the coffee. Which I thought caffeine sobered you up. I, I guess maybe that's one of those urban legends. Well, that's the problem, I think, just to get serious for a second, is that the caffeine... Yeah, that's what we're here to talk yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. The caffeine tricks you and makes you think you're less drunk, so you just booze more. So you just drink, you get more and more drunk, and then yeah. by the time the caffeine wears off, you're just blackout drunk and you're... You know, well, yeah, I mean, I learned in brother. high school health class that that was a legend, that that right. wasn't true. Well, yeah, they say... And that actually drinking, like mixing a downer with an upper, which would be what that is... It's like, would make you more messed up. Yeah. I think the FDA has to realize that by them coming out and saying, don't do this, obviously you're just encouraging everyone to go out and do this. I, I didn't even know wanted... what this product was until they started shitting on it. And now I, bu- <laughs> I bought it half dozen yesterday. I'm going to buy another half dozen right. tonight. Stock up. What is it about uh, alcohol or people cracking down that I feel like, no, no, I need to stick up for the... the the binge drinking rights of other college kids. I think they're going to find a way to, to get drunk. But still, I'm just like, oh, man, I can't believe they're railroading for loco like this. You know, it's just a bunch of people <laughs> trying to hold on to their fucking job. It's a bunch of people in the FDA who are like, oh, shit, we need to fight that we can fight. We need to get on the radio. We need people to think we're doing something. Like, we, you know, the, the, well, we, we're losing the weed battle. Uh, let's attack this, like, strange uh, Mexican camouflage beverage. And Here's the FDA. Kind of, it's it all is. negative with the FDA. They never tell you, oh, hey. <clears throat> Sorry. <clears throat> I think the four locos messing up my yeah. vocal cords. Sorry, it's how it happens. They never hear, you never hear of, oh, hey, guys. Here's a much safer way to get chicks drunk and to totally score with them. <laughs> okay, FDA, when you put that out on the market, I'll invest in that instead of four loco. Furthermore. FDA doesn't say, hey, go out and get go on a juice uh, <laughs> juice bender or whatever. No, yeah, juice fast. Juice okay, fast. Logan, I got, I got that. Okay, <laughs> Hit me in the core. Also, I mean, now there's all this shit coming out about the FDA, like, pushing cheese and dairy products because people weren't eating enough and the dairy farmers have a stake in it and all this bull... Like, I mean, it's just it, it's just a corrupt thing. So uh, the best thing you can do, everybody, is go out, buy Four loco, find a local distributor, get a case of it, and give it to some children. <laughs> and fuck listen, dairy farmers. Listen, I'm not going to go out and say kids right around 21 or possibly younger than 21 should go out and drink as much Four loco as they can. I'm not going to say that because I feel like that's redundant. Kids already know. The message <laughs> is out there. They know it's really awesome. There's rap songs written about it. <laughs> this is the coolest thing of all time. Here's a, Guys, why are we wasting our time in entertainment? All we have to do is come up with an energy drink or some crazy jacked up, let's just call it jacked up, and yeah, eventually we'll get shut down. Get but we're gonna up. have we're gonna have six months of just kids partying, getting jacked up until jack the FDA up, shuts us down. Up, yeah, exactly. Jack put, get, get, get jacked up. up. Put creatine in it. Put caffeine. No, we won't put caffeine. We'll put guanine or taurine. Taurine, yeah. Five-hour energy drink. Yeah. Why hasn't somebody made a cocktail with five-hour energy drink yet? That is really a, a five-hour energy drink popper. It's like a vodka, uh, five-hour energy drink, and then maybe a squirt of lime. Hey. You're not going to have that debilitating crash. You're not going to have that 3 o'clock feeling. You're going to be up for five hours. You won't have that 3 a.m. crash. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to order that next time I go to Vegas. I'm going to order a vodka and five-hour energy drink. (laughs) NAS Snifter, please. It is weird as a a country, the the dichotomy of I feel like we're getting much, much more lazier, but then our our insatiable appetite for energy drinks has no bounds. Like We're constantly craving more energy to not do anything. Yeah, people just sit at the computer playing WoW and just (laughs) just overloading themselves with caffeine and taurine and their brains fry. Uh, For those of you who aren't huge nerds, WoW is uh, World of Warcraft, right? Yeah, it's World of Warcraft. (laughs) Oh, thanks. I thought that was just vernacular by now. Are you a big uh, gamer? Not really. I got an Xbox recently, and I kind of regret it. Only really? I use it to stream movies mostly in my room, ladies. Uh, well, speaking of ladies, I know uh, I know you're a single guy now. How's how's life in uh, life in LA being a single? How is it? Uh, you know, it's fun. It's been a wild month. Uh, it mostly like professionally, we've been very busy, which is really nice. It kind of kept my mind off it. Actually, my ex lives down the street, so it wasn't fun making the same exit that I haven't made in a month and a half. 
Uh, what do you mean the same exit? Well, I haven't driven up in this part of town for uh, since oh, okay. we split up. So making this drive, a lot of old memories came back, surface to the top. Kind of like my juice fast. Some of the toxins that were in my body came out. Some of the emotions that were trapped inside my the heart. The emotional my, toxins? Yeah. Were I don't you, call them toxins. Just, you know, they're just there. Feelings? They, they emotional yeah, toxins? Emotional, yeah, you may call them toxins. You're a sports fan. You're, <laughs> you're a genuine 100% American male. Uh, you know, Thank I'm you. more in touch with myself and uh, in the universe. Fruit. Yeah, I'm, I'm a real fruity guy. <laughs> now, so... Has it been? Um, are you going out on a lot of dates? How's it? How is it being single in LA? Come on, give us, give us some uh, info. What's going on? Is it weird that I think she's gonna listen to that? Is this? Is that weird? Is that? No, no, she's no one listens to this. I just all these stories are made up. It's sure. fine. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's. I don't know. I mean, I'm not like I'm not like going on like Match.com dates. You know, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that. I've been I went out a lot for the first month just because you know I had to hide had my true feelings and go out and get wasted. That's where the right. fruit cleanse came from. The uh, to, to get rid of the feelings. Yeah, get rid of the feelings exactly. Um, that no, the feel, getting rid of the feelings was the, the the bender. Okay. I went on a booze fast for the now. First why? Month. Why you just felt like you had to cleanse the system? Like okay, you had this serious relationship, it didn't work out, and then what is it about it that you felt? Did you feel guilty that it didn't work out? Did you feel bad about it? Um, I, I no, I you know, I mean, you, I was with this this girl for a long, long time, so you you feel bad about that, but uh, yeah, it wasn't um. That the fast that obviously had nothing to do with that. I, I don't know. I feel I feel really strange oh, talking tracking. about this. Yeah. Um, I got inv- like uh, almost like immediately I got involved in like a weird. Uh, I shouldn't be talking about it. Yeah, come on, shit. dude. This is talk radio. You know this. I got involved you know in Scientology. Yeah, I, I got involved in like a weird love triangle. Uh, that uh, was involved with me and then this beautiful actress and uh, an up and coming Hollywood director. And guess who won that love triangle? You? No, not me. Oh, I man. lost. I lost that Does one immediately. This I had name nothing. Rhyme with Mozario Maxson. Mawson? <laughs> no. Logan, what are you trying to I work don't, over yeah, here? Come on, uh, don't ruin the moment. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it, sounds, it sounds a lot cooler than it is, trust me. Now, uh, is that is that weird for you, finding, dating other actresses? I know I know with girls that are stand-up comedians, every one of them is like, oh, I would never date another comedian, it's too weird. Every one of them has been scarred. I think it's all by the same guy. But I feel like they've all went, tried to date a comedian, and then it's it's gone wrong. So they they seem to be totally soured on the idea for most of it. It, like actresses, are you are you worried about dating people in the business? I think I think it's difficult because mostly they're just all completely out of their mind. You know, they're completely fucking bonkers. So that's no fun. I, it doesn't bother me too much. I think it'd be tough dating a dating a comedian because then you just see them all the time, or you'd see them, or other people would see you, and you're kind of always you're always on the firing line, I guess, in a way. Yeah, it's tough. Like I haven't. Uh, I don't know, and you can't talk about the relationship on stage if it's like the person that you're talking about is in the in the audience waiting to go up on stage as well. Right. Yeah. I, but it's weird because that's all you really meet, you know. Is yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. It, for people who I guess don't do stand-up comedy, you end up kind of going out. You see a lot of the same people at shows and stuff like that, and then you do. Let's say you you hook up with a chick or you have a, a relationship with some girl, and then you see her out a lot. You, you're gonna feel super awkward doing the material. Even if um, that person isn't in the room, yeah, it's, maybe it's just, like I had this. Uh, I had this incident where I um, went on a date with a girl, and you know I thought it went really well. She was a comedian, or still is, and uh, you know I was like, oh man, this is awesome, it's great. And then I got blown off, and I was like, oh man, this is awful. So I wrote some material about it, <laughs> and you know the angle was. What do I? What does a guy have to do? Blah blah blah. You're old. You're stupid. It, I mean, that was kind of the the premise of the of the bit. And then I do the bit, and then um, her, I guess her friend was in the audience, and uh, I didn't realize they were like that good of friends. <laughs> it was one of those things like I didn't realize they were best friends, and I'd actually asked her to tape my set, and then afterwards I got off, and I was like, oh, that's weird. The, the reaction was kind of odd from the bit, and then I guess she ended up telling her friend, so now it was awkward between us. This wasn't too long ago, if I remember correctly. No, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the... I mean, I don't mean to be cryptic, but I just don't feel like it's... No one would really know who it is or yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's, no. it's not worth explaining the names, but... And even last night, I did a show, and the person running the show I'd hooked up with, I had a bit about it, but I'm not going to... If you bring that up on stage when they're there, obviously they know what they said. It's a little rude, yeah. I mean, you could if they show up and you're doing a bit, that's one thing. But another thing, if they 
them to say, hey, come and do my show. And then you go, yeah, no problem. I met this girl with the hugest clit. <laughs> well, that was actually the bit. And, uh, <laughs> thanks for ripping that off. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But it does. You know, being in Hollywood, guys, yeah, as it is, you can't help gets it. a little incestuous. Can't help it. Well, Nick, um, I don't know if you're a big boxing fight, but uh, fan, but uh, there was a huge fight oh, Saturday yeah. night. Pacquiao destroyed Margarita. Great time. Everyone enjoyed themselves. I got really drunk, shadow boxed. It's a good time. I get I get hyped up watching these fights. You gonna watch the fight this weekend? Uh, I don't I don't think so. What is it? Uh, it's UFC? Uh, UFC. Yeah, yeah. No. I don't I don't end up getting the UFC as much. I I always get the big boxing fights. Yeah. And part of it, I like the pageantry of it. I, I like that they have the good buffer, the real buffer. He comes out, and he came out before the, the main event, and they had this weird kind of pregame stuff where he comes out and he goes, let's get ready to party. party? What? So let's get ready to rumble. And then he goes, weighing in at 165 pounds, the undisputed heavyweight champion of music. Nelly! <laughs> uh, and here comes a song that's 15 years old. <laughs> and then he, he proceeds to lip sync through his hits of nine years ago. That's awesome. I understand you gotta you gotta sell the pregame aspect of the event, but right. my God. That was awesome. Nelly, undisputed heavyweight champ. Come on, Buffer. You're better than that. Don't just go throwing around. If you're going to trademark a phrase, respect it. Only use it for introducing really awesome boxing fights. Cisco is going to perform at the uh, Super Bowl. <laughs> he may as well. Yeah. Well, they, they probably, they're probably worried about a potential nip slip from right. Cisco. A, butt, a butthole slip. <laughs> a wardrobe malfunction from Cisco is right around the corner. I can see that coming. His, his Band-Aid falls off. Now, also... There was uh, that was not the only music introducing the program. Of course, it's a boxing fight, so we got to do the national anthem. And Logan and I got in a little disagreement about the merits of these singers. I thought that it sounded super overproduced, and it sounded like their voice had been modulated. It it doesn't sound like their actual singing voice to me. It sounds like there's something more going on than just your traditional reverb. Is that correct, Logan? Well, well, let me just say this, you at first said they were auto-tuned, and they're definitely not auto-tuned. Okay, so I used that the... was the original disagreement. I actually, you, you're now saying that they went through Sorry, some sort of process. Sorry, I meant to, I meant, I didn't, I misspoke when I said auto-tuned, pitch correction. Something like, yeah, but you're still saying there's something, I still kind of disagree, but I do think it's possible, I mean, if you listen to it, okay. but... Yeah, I, I agree with Logan. Can, I agree with Logan. But I was saying, like, I doubt it, though. You know, okay, I, don't, well, let's, I think let's, it's their real voice. Let's hear it. And uh, if you want to weigh in, feel free to give us a call, 323-203-0815. Are these gals, the Cowboys Dallas cheerleaders who sung the national anthem, are their voices modulated? This was Pitch live. corrected. This was live. And obviously they're running it through a mixing board. And my contention is it has been fixed. I mean, Logan, they sound, they sound like chipmunks. I don't know, if you listen to any single voice, they all sound normal to me, I don't know. You can hear it like the note kind of hanging. You don't think they mess with their voice? I think, there? I think they probably got heavy reverb on it. I think you're probably right, but I don't. Yeah, heavy reverb. That's. But they're like mousy girls thing. singing, that's, you know? Right. Yeah. They don't and they're singing in three part harmony. Reverb's different from a modulator or something that corrects your pitch. First, and okay, I don't I know. I, I don't know much about correct. producing music, but I don't think you can live pitch correct. Yeah, you can. You can. Mm-hmm. And they would do that for just a, a, the national anthem for these three dumb blondes. Yeah, they do it a lot. A lot of people who sing the national anthem, they give them pre-recorded. They pre-record the song and the music and everything, and pre-produce it, and then just play that track and then have you sing it live. You know, oh, wow. and, and not really, and not use together. their, not use their actual voice. Oh wow, well maybe well, I'm I, wrong. But. I would be more prone to believe that they lip synced than that it was correct. Yeah, live I could whatever. see that too. Okay, and, so either way, but, my point is it's not their real. I think voice. we're missing the, we're missing the point though, because the imagery of this is three Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. <laughs> 
dressed uh <laughs> they're dressed in like basically a bandage for shorts and a little like a I don't know Scantily a handkerchief clad. they make the Hooters girls look like they're they're gonna go get their first communion you know like they right and that's hey, goddamn it, it that's America I get it sex sells and it's a Dallas cheerleaders so called America's team but I gotta I gotta admit I saw the Filipino woman sing a beautiful rendition of their national anthem watch the next Mexican national anthem it was nice then we come up with a trio of identical in sync yeah of blonde hot chicks like that have been auto tuned yeah right and, yeah. exactly well see, see I didn't think Logan. it was auto tuned I just assumed it was real because I've heard people sing like that before okay. But, well, it couldn't. It, it does could have a metallic be, sound. It, it does Who sound knows? produced. You're right. Sounds yeah, a little yeah. produced. But I, also, you know what? I bet those aren't the their real breasts too. Well, I'm fine with the breast stuff. But, but don't. It's, it's the. It's you the, don't fake the national anthem. I, I, I can't, You know, it's the national anthem. I, I, I feel like we got to keep something sacred in this country. We got to, we got to hang on to. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to sound like Glenn Beck and and preach conservative values here, but I, I think let's keep some things real. Let's, let's have some real. I'd much rather. Who's that really fat chick who's jolly but a really good singer? Oh, uh, Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> <laughs> um, Aretha Franklin. Aretha Franklin. Yeah, fine. I'd much have a great voice. Are and you talking about I, Kelly, I Kelly Clarkson? Kelly Clarkson. I agree with I think that, she's but... kind of hot, but I'd much rather – and then maybe she can do Skater Boy. I'd rather have Katy Perry. <laughs> Katy Perry can hold a tune. She could do the acoustic guitar. She could do the national anthem and then go into I Kissed a Girl, and she liked it. But then Russell Brand would run up and dry hump uh, the Brit- the Union Jack. <laughs> what is- I, mean, I agree with all this, but I do appreciate the good old American one-upsmanship of bringing on three hot chicks to sing. All right. I, li- I like that aspect, but I feel like we're better than that. We can find a hot chick who can sing the national anthem. I'm pretty confident we can find that. We don't need to be like China when they sent out the good-looking cute kid while, meanwhile, the ugly kid ended up singing the national anthem in front of the Olympics. That's a shame. Speaking of stars. I missed that. You missed the Go Olympics, ahead. Logan? No, I don't think – yeah, I missed that whole thing that you're talking about. Oh, okay. Well, there's a big scandal at the Olympics. They, it's uh, cool. You don't have to explain it. Right. Well, also that little kid who sang the national anthem was actually four years old when it was supposed to be 14. Right. Yeah. Dancing with the stars. <laughs> dead, dead halt. No, no, no. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know where else to take it. I understand. I, sh- I shouldn't even take it. Sorry. I didn't, I didn't know how to yes and that. I'm looking at this uh, Dancing with the Stars story, and I wanted to make sure we get to this because... DWTS? Yes. You come to here to hear all your DWTS <laughs> news. This is Stephen Cohen, and uh, I guess he's a uh, 67-year-old man, Wisconsin man. Allegedly became so enraged by Bristol Palin's success that he actually fired a shotgun round into his television, triggering a 15-hour standoff with the Wisconsin cops. According to a criminal complaint, Cohen's wife called police Monday evening to report that her husband had blasted the TV and was threatening to kill himself. Cohen, who had been drinking, became angry while watching Palin perform on the ABC program. As Palin pictured left was dancing, Cohen jumped up and swore, saying something to the effect of, These effing politics. Stephen was so upset that a political figure's daughter was dancing on this particular show, and Stephen did not think she was a good dancer, the complaint notes. And, um... You know, this is a guy who's just taking matters into his own hands. And it's 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 hard to believe that a 67-year-old guy in Wisconsin gets so enraged at a reality show, Dancing with the Stars, that he has to get up and fire a shotgun. I'm I'm going to go out on the ledge and guess there's other stuff going on in this man's life. Well, uh, I could say a couple of things. Uh, he must have been drinking some sort of alcohol-caffeine combination. Perhaps for low. Second of all, he could yeah, – <laughs> definitely. And he could, I think this guy is prime – the prime candidate for a juice fast. <laughs> that will clear little, him. That will clear him. Yeah. Dude, I just thought of the name for our energy alcohol drink. I thought what it was is jacked it, up. Quattro crazy. <laughs> Quattro crazy. <laughs> All right. It's got something there. It's got, it's got crazy in it. Yeah, now. it's definitely got a lawsuit coming down the pipes with that one. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. All we got to do is just picture, you know, put a, just put a picture right on the label of guys. Uh, like, just have a picture of a guy passed out with... Giant dicks drawn on his face. And this is going to be you later. And people right. would buy into that. Like, wow, I partied so hard. I took jacked up, did a couple reps, got my veins pumping, went out, crushed some tail. It was great. I got jacked up, man. Now it's Quattro crazy. Quattro crazy. <laughs> four crazy. It's four times the normal crazy. With less medicine taste. <laughs> All right. Now, Logan, you got any uh, – you got a story here to wrap things up. I've got it. Okay. This is – 
What was the premise again? Sorry. This is our – oh, okay. A, this is our uh, – I made up for a local story. I didn't know what to do, so I just totally made up a crazy story. Okay. I'm still going to give you the haiku background music. That's appropriate. I got a haiku too if you want. Okay. Just roll it all together. All right. So uh, I was drinking Four loco while hunting gators with my buddies in Florida. Blacked out. Woke up in the International Space Station by Dan Marino. I was painted orange and blue. I had no idea what happened. He said he needed some key from me, and then he saw the locket around my neck, and he got he took it's just a locket I have, you know, that I wear all the time. He took it. He put it in this contraption, and then we transported into the huddle at the uh, <laughs> Miami Dolphins game. He thanked me for saving the world. I told him, what are you talking about? I don't remember anything. He was like, <laughs> uh, don't ever change, Logan. I'll see you in another life. Then he transported me back to my boat. Hunting gators. This is like a little kid telling his dream. (laughs) Wow. Logan, that was awesome. All right. We're going to wrap things up, Eric. You can't beat that Four Locos story. That was great. Nick Rutherford, where can people reach you? You can find me on Twitter, at Nick Rutherford, or go to NickRutherford.com. That'd be great. Okay. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in the program. Make sure you tune in next week. It's going to be a special time. It's going to be a special released episode. A uh, very important one-on-one celebrity guest that's going to be, I think uh, the plan is to release the episode possibly on Tuesday. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you get it either way. You don't miss it. It's going to be big. So make sure you look out for that. Oh, hey, Comedy Garage this Saturday, too. Yes, and also uh, if you're in the L.A. area or if you'd like to come out to L.A., we're going to be doing the world-famous Comedy Garage this Saturday. It's 21st, November 21st. Actually, I think it's the 20th. Is that right? But, yeah, you're right. Um, it's a Saturday night. It's also going to be a canned food drive. So if you come out, you'll get a can of beer for every canned food you bring, and it's going to be a great time. So make sure you check that out. Just throw on Comedy Garage and Facebook. This is Sean Green of The Green Room. We do it live every Thursday, 8 o'clock on LATalkRadio.com.